What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Mia J, and I have the beautiful... Pamela Nicole. What's up, guys? What's up? And we're back. And we're back. Another episode of Dynasty Queen. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by our official sponsor, Fashion Nova. You guys, it's fall time. Go to the website, check that 40% off all the fall fashions. Go ahead and scan this QR code and tell them Mia J sent you baby. <laughs> Pamela, go ahead. Hello. Let's tell the viewers who we have in the building today in the Dynasty House. We have the beautiful Simone in the building. Let's go ahead and give Simone a hand, y'all. Welcome, Simone. Welcome to Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, Miss Simone, tell our viewers a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Simone Hilton, and I am a natural hairstylist. I own a salon. Natural Trendsetters, and I am the host of a the Culture Freedom Festival. It's a hair show that we've been putting on for the last 18 years, formerly known as the Coils Expo. Now, Coils Freedom Festival, we're doing it outside, and it's more of a vibe. But it's a hair show, and we do fashion shows, and we have vendors, food trucks. It's a really good time. It happens during in Miami. Um, it is December 10th this year, which will be Sunday of Art Basel. We actually have it in an area in Overtown where we do Soul Basel, where we really celebrate Black artists and Black art. And this is on hair art, because hair is a medium that you can do art, you know, self-love and expression. Hair is my medium, how I touch the people. So that's what, that's what I do. Fantastic. Fantastic. That is so amazing, Simone. So let's take the viewers back a little bit. So tell us about like your, your origins, your upbringing. Where did you grow up? Um, and then what inspired you to get into hair? Okay. Well, I am an American uh, I grew up in New York. I'm of Jamaican descent. And my father was a Rastafarian. So growing up, he always encouraged me to wear my hair natural and to lock my hair. And I was very um, objective to that. Like, I didn't want to. I'm like, no, I need a relaxer. Like, I have to look like everybody else, you know? And I tried to fit in because I felt like my family and my dad was like so different. And in that trying to fit in with everyone else as I grew up, I realized that I really needed to embrace who I was naturally. And it inspired me to like encourage other women and men to really love themselves in their natural state. Like it takes more for us to be something we're not than embracing what we really are and who we really are. So that inspired me to help others make the transition. Got you. So when did you like growing up and everything? When did you um, get into hair? Did you like go to school for it? Did you just like start with like friends on the block? How did you, you know, get involved? So I went away, went away to college, Virginia State University, and I went for psychology because I just knew I love people and to work with people. But then I was at college doing more hair than going to school. Oh, so. Okay. 
really enjoyed making money. I enjoyed the entrepreneurial side of it. And I decided to go back home after two years in college and get my cosmetology license and really pursue hair. When I got to cosmetology school, cosmetology is about chemicals and teaching how to administer chemicals. And I hated it. I like as they taught us what to do, I kept hearing that these chemicals could take people's hair out if not administered properly. And I'm like, does anyone else hear that? Why are we doing it if it's something that's going to hurt us? And I just I fueled with the mission to give people an alternative to chemicals and relaxer. That's fantastic. So as far as, you know, chemicals, I know a lot of people use more organic and all natural um, ingredients, um, you know, just to maintain their natural hair. What um, ingredients do you usually um, use for your products? Well, I do have my own product line. It's called My Royal Coils. And it is a castor oil-based product because castor oil is a product that we use in Jamaica a lot for our natural hair care. But the thing about it, in Jamaica, we use black castor oil. And in my research, I realized that Cold press castor oil is clear. The castor oil is black when you burn it, but you lose a lot of nutrients in it when you put it through that burning process. So I use a lot of cold pressed castor oil as the base of my products, even for my shampoo and conditioner, because African American kinky hair needs a lot of moisture. And water adds moisture, and natural oils add moisture as well. So a lot of my products have those ingredients in it. It seems like it's a bit of like, um, you have to be a little bit of a chemist or at least, you know, do your research. So you mentioned you did your research about the black castor oil. Did you outsource like a laboratory? Did you do it yourself? Like how did, how did you get originally, to that conclusion? Originally I would look for it. I figured out that that was a process that was done. So I would go and purchase cold pressed um, castor oil, but now I have a manufacturer that gets all of the, products for me, a lot of the organic products, and I, I build my product line through a manufacturer now. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. It's good to have that extra help, you know, with your business and everything. Know where to source things from. So how did you um, go about starting your salon? Um, talk to the viewers about becoming an entrepreneur and taking it from just knowing about the chemistry level of what African-American coily hair needs versus actually putting into a business? How did that come to be? So it was really hard for me because I started my business in 1997. I found myself a young single mother and I couldn't find the type of salon I wanted to work at. So I decided to create one. And it was really, really hard because I had this concept of natural hair. And back then people were like, are you kidding me? I'm not stopping relaxing my hair, but I could see the damage that it was doing. And I knew that every single woman, once they went through the process and saw that their hair was healthier and thicker and longer, that they would love it. But I had to take that on and I had to educate people on what they needed rather than what they wanted. So when we opened in 1997, it was really, really hard, but I just stepped out on my faith and tried it. And the universe would just prove to me that I was really on my mission because things just started to roll and this little pebble turned into a big snowball. You know what I mean? And you'll just, I just realized that the more you step out into what you're supposed to do, 
the universe will figure out where you need to be and take care. So it's really faith-based and like stepping out on just my faith and knowing that God had my back regardless. And it was not easy. It was crazy. But here we are 26 years later, still thriving and doing what I really love to do. That's incredible. She's doing it for a while, Nia. Like that, that's amazing Absolutely. to do that. And I'm, I'm curious, um, just from your experience, as far as seeing the transition from back in the 90s when it's all about relaxers and to present day, like how was that um, transition from all that time for you? Seeing how people were just kind of like, nah, let yeah. me get my to now, you know, you see so many women that are just like the self love is so real now. Right. It was crazy. That era was like when Lauren Hill was coming out and like India Irie. So women were inspired by them, but still wasn't really ready to take the leap, especially I'm in South Florida. And, you know, I was originally in New York and was kind of picking up in New York. But South Florida, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, I would never, you know? So I just decided to do the shows that I'm still doing now to give women an example of the possibilities if you did go natural, you know? So I would really, like, use my clients as the mom, you know, just to give them an idea of how they could look if they did take the leap. And that, you know, really helped women to say, you know what? Maybe I'll try it. And then we help them to through the process. Even now, it's really hard for women to make the transition without a good stylist behind to really push you and keep you looking good through the process. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think you kind of hit home. And I think at the end of the late 90s, like you said, the Lauren Hills, India Reese, you know, it was kind of like the neo-spell era. The people were kind of getting back in touch with, you know, their roots, kind of like in the 70s, how it happened. So I think it kind of, an evolution happens every couple of decades. But yeah. on that same notion, with all of the recent um, lawsuits involving, like, the relaxers with the different, you know, brands, um, has that kind of persuaded some more clients to come away? Or have you been telling people, oh, I told you so? Or, like, what has that done? Like, has that... Well- like hairstylist well, and natural hairstylist today. After after the you know, it was really picking up. But then like 2010-11, the Beyonce big hair, I want the biggest weave or the you know what I'm saying, the lace fronts came and it wasn't as popular. But then a lot of women were suffering hair loss, you know? And then COVID, COVID sealed the deal. A lot of people went natural without wanting to during COVID because salons closed and a lot of people not get their chemical treatment. So post-COVID, there's a lot, a lot of women embracing their natural and it's just the sign of the times. You know what I mean? We're in a time now where adapting, it's easier, you know, and the transition is hard, but a lot of them were able to transition while we were not outside and they saw that their hair thrive better now they're looking for ways to maintain it, you know, and really direction on how to take care of their hair. And it's not, and that has just helped us even thrive because people are looking for our services more. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. But I also you probably have some customers who, you know, they have that natural hairstyle. They have their hair a lot, but they may do the occasional lace front 
you know, and then go back up seat because I know I have some, you know, associates that that do that. So that's really that's really interesting that COVID is what because you know what? While women are transitioning, it may fit. They're stuck in their house. They don't have to worry about going, you know, being out and about. So it makes perfect sense. That's the perfect time to transition to your natural hairstyle. So and the beautiful thing too is we still do those services. We do sew-ins, mm-hmm. we do lace fronts, but we do it really and we make sure that we're keeping your hair protected and you know what I'm saying? Your hair is not compromised. There's a lot of amazing artists out there that can style hair really well, but they're not really big on hair care. And I think beauty school doesn't really give you what you need as far as black hair care. And I just try to alternative even to stylists. I created a curriculum that can really teach stylists how to lean more into healthy hair, still doing the same styles, making sure the person's hair is protected and growing and thriving. I like that. Simone, I noticed one thing about, um, I did get a chance to look at your website and your products and everything. One thing I definitely do want to commend you on is the affordability that you provide for clients because sometimes you look at um hair care and it's just it's eye gouging the prices that they want for just shampoos and conditioners you're paying up like 120 125 for things that you're using at home right it's like we'll go ahead and go to the salon and get that service for you you make it so attainable for people to maintain their natural hair at an affordable price definitely commend you for that Thank you so much. We yes, really we tried to compete, you know, with other product lines that are making it. Some product lines are really cheap, but the ingredients are cheap also. You know what I mean? Not quality. So I tried to really keep the quality can, um, ingredients involved, but it still be not in a bank, you know, where people are getting what they need. It's, for me, it's always been about the people. You know what I mean? And really getting the products into their hand so that they see a difference than what's available in supermarkets and things like that. I think it's really important to have a hairstylist who actually cares about the client and cares about the condition of their hair because, right. you know, it's too many of them out there that are just there for the money. And even right. those who, like, you know, do the, the braiding and stuff like that, um, the box braids, like I kind of stopped getting those all together. I just started getting like knotless because, you know, when you have that tension, that can really destroy your hairline. So do y'all, like when it comes to the traditional tribal braids and, you know, um, all of that, do y'all use like certain tactics or techniques to make sure you get that nice crisp finish without ripping edges? All right. So a lot of people think tight is right. They think the tighter it is, the longer the last. That is a myth, right? And there's a lot of stylists now using heavy gels and jams and things like that to braid. But there's a braiding technique that really holds the hair. We don't need as much product. And with the technique, it holds it. And it's not about pulling the hair. It's about the way you administer the braid, the way you even stand where you're putting the braid in to make sure it lays a certain way and that the tension is not so from the you know what I mean? So people sit in my chair, not just me, the stylist in my salon. I cannot believe this doesn't I had one lady say, I have a painless weave. Like, how can I have a painless sewing 
You know what I mean? I'm like, come get your painless sewing, honey, because we're not we're not giving paint out over here. You know, we're just serving beauty. That's it. So it's really important to make the client feel good and not just look good. Because you can't look good with a headache. Like, how does that work? Exactly. <laughs> What is one misconception that people have about like keeping natural hair and maintaining it, you think? Um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that our hair can't grow. And um, we don't have a problem growing hair. We have a problem keeping it on. It's what we're doing to our hair that's making it break and fall out. You know what I mean? So if you're putting chemicals on it every six weeks, the hair, after a while, like a, this is always my scenario. It's like a, a drug addict. When a drug addict starts using drugs, you can't tell they're a drug ad, a drug addict. But five or ten years in, consistently using drugs, you can clearly look at them and like I think they have a a drug problem, right? Same thing with our hair. If we keep administering these chemicals month after month, our hair is going to be like, okay, I can't do this. You want to, you know, what I mean, you want to kill me. So I'm going to go ahead and die. You know what I mean? So if we pour life into the hair and really do styles that are going to allow it to thrive, rather than it up, like flat on your hair every day is too much heat. You know what I mean? The hair is going to be compromised after a while. So we just try to teach people a new way to look at it and, and, and new regimens to help their hair to grow because... This is all my hair and it's kinky and it's long and I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't have to buy, I don't have to do all these things. You know what I mean? So I just like to enlighten people to the alternatives that are available. Honey, that hair is beautiful and it's bouncing and it's in a natural state. Okay. Let them know. (laughs) Now, um, I did hear a recent, um, it's like a recent, report or article that with the relaxers that are out now, come 2024, they're going to remove the formaldehyde component for all the relaxers, like I said, post all the lawsuits. So do you think that some women that have gone natural are going to be like, okay, well, let me, let me try to go get on back to that creamy crack. Um, <laughs> and for those who do, what would you tell them? Like, hold on, pump the brakes because X, Y, and Z is also in this product. What would you tell those, those clients? I would tell women, if you want to wear your hair straight, you don't always have to use chemicals. There's alternative to using chemicals. And if you are using chemicals, you have to get a cosmetologist to administer it for you. There's a lot of people doing these chemical treatments at home, even on their children. Like Even when the formaldehyde, it could blind you. If it gets in your eye, it could cause blindness, right? So we're doing this on our daughters, putting them in the sink at home, washing it forward. It could get in their eyes and cause permanent damage. You know what I mean? So I just don't think people understand the seriousness of it because it's been so available, you know, and there's no real regulation. And one of the things that was my big mission in life was to really get women to understand that they didn't need it. Like so many of us were like, I need my roots are growing out. I got to have it or I'm not going to look good. So I just think if they see alternatives to straight hair looks that they can start embracing something else. 
I would just really say, you know, the risks are not worth the look. You know, even when they take the aldehyde out, chemicals, that can be a problem. That's to put because you got to alter the hair. There's no way to alter it with things natural. And, you know, just heat help us get our hair straight. It won't be permanent. Yes, if you get wet, it's going to crawl back up. But mm-hmm. you do avoid getting wet, and it's fine. Yeah. Now, you yeah. did mention you were talking about kids and everything. As far as, like, your products that you do um, sell, some of, do you have a kid's line as well? Because I know with the children, their hair is a little more delicate and needs a little bit extra more attention. Or is your are your products good for it? Yeah, our products because they're natural and they can't hurt kids because they're natural products. So, you know, I have a grandson, he's four months old. I use my leaf in his hair. The shampoo I wouldn't use because it has like a peppermint um, sensation when you shampoo your hair. And I wouldn't want to risk that getting into his eye. He's too young. But the leave-in, we can use. So I'd get a baby shampoo, but then use the leave-in to put the nutrients he needs in his hair and add moisture. So it's levels to it. You know what I mean? The older they get, they take on more of the products that we provide. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, talk to us a little bit about hosting the Culture Freedom Festival. How did that um, come to be? And go ahead and share a little bit about that with us. Well, the Culture Freedom Festival, like I said, we really, use that as a tool to showcase alternatives for people and just a real time to do community and have the community come together and embrace just natural eating, you know, great health care, um, self-love, you know, learning different regimens and exposing them to products that are available with our vendors that they be on a big scale like in know, to really meet some of the um, Black-owned brands that they might be exposed to if they didn't come to the expo. Um, and it's just a good time to celebrate. It's close to the holiday. I like to remember our culture, dance and party and just really have a good time here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That sounds so fun, too, because you're getting to, you know... Um, get in contact with, you know, the roots of, you know, black hair and just really understanding uh, what it all entails. But even at that, I feel like at this level, you are on like chemist type of time because, you know, like even you explained with your grandson about using the baby shampoo and then over here, we're not going to do peppermint. We're going to do leave in conditioner. It's like, it's a whole process. So for the layman who is at home, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe can't always afford to go to that stylist every two weeks or a month or so. Um, what products would you advise they use most frequently and what's needed occasionally with your line? Okay, so one of the biggest things people are having an issue with, they don't realize that the shampoo condition is the first um, way to prep your hair for a great hair. If you shampoo your hair and it's crunchy after you shampoo it, Everything's going to go downhill from there, right? So you have a great conditioner that is going to make your texture really manageable, easy to comb, you know, easier to style. It can uh, 
absorb any other products you put on as finishing because you start with a clean slate. Like an artist would not um, canvas that, art. you know what I mean? It would have to be a clean canvas. And that's what the shampoo and conditioner is going to do. So our shampoo and is going to set your canvas of your hair for a beautiful and then finishing product, we healing line that's about putting nutrition in it, and in a styling line, which is all cold and creating the things like that. So if people really addressing cleansing and conditioning and healing next, which would be conditioners or treatments and styling lab. A lot of people think about first and health. That is where we're going wrong. So our product, that my Royal Court product line, is created to help do all the steps to get to a great look. Same time. So you guys heard it first. Um, Simone is giving you guys the whole rundown. So if you want to have that nice hair in between appointments, make right. sure you get the whole line. And she said, Absolutely. you got to match your shampoo. Make sure you condition it, okay? You got to take care of that hair. Got to condition it, ladies. Okay. And Justin, I'm sure men can use it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Really funny. Men are more diligent about, just give me what I need. Give me what I need. You know, women are like, mm, how is that? And I think I can find it cheaper. And does it work on this? You know, we're really analytical and we shop all our options. But men are like, listen, just give me what I need and I'll follow the regimen. And, and because of that, the men that come to my salon, their hair is big and healthy and thriving. And the woman like, so why does my hair look like his? I'm like, <laughs> and he comes in regularly, gets it done. He's not in between, you know? A lot of my sisters like, all right, I saw her do it. Let me just try it on my, you know what I mean? Or they'll be like, let me try this other product. You know, it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, with some of your clients, you know, we talked about the damaging chemicals and, and relaxers and stuff. Do you have any um, clients that are, you know, using your product like alopecia or balding and your products have actually saved their scalp and their hair. Absolutely. You know, it's really sad, but a big um, percent of clients that come, they go natural because they have to, not mm -hmm. because they want to. And it's because they're suffering hair loss and seeing ball spots and alopecia, you know, but we have an amazing success rate on getting hair to grow back. Um, there's maybe five percent of people just the damage is too far gone, can't grow it back. And a lot of times when people are not open to trying anything else other than covering, you know, and sometimes covering it adds the damage. So I try to really encourage to just come and let's try, you know, because covering it with a wig adds to the traction, the pulling and the abrasiveness to the scalp. And then it's not breathing. And, you know, so a lot of them, a lot of them styles that come they have on, but the scalp is still able to breathe. And you know what I mean? So I train all women to really help women get through the transition of doing something different. And I think that's what's really great 
about the service we provide community. Hair loss is shameful. It's hurtful. People are really sad. So they kind of like blend in and just cover their head and keep it moving, feeling really subconscious about it. So we try to really help build their self-esteem and give them an alternative that you're enough. It's not about your hair. We're going to get through this. You just stop worrying. Let's push through. So I'm curious for someone who is, you know, suffering from extreme hair loss with alopecia, what kind of style? If they're, if they're coming to your chair, they're like, oh, my God, like, let's not put a hat on, let's not put a wig on. So what are we doing, you know, with their hair while it's in that in-between um, so, phase? So we still still do hair integration. There's techniques to integrate the hair into your hair without adding a wig on top, you know? So we can add it, but not necessarily cover the entire so if your hair is thinning, we can do a style that goes up and like camouflages what's going on in here. Because when you have long hair here, you can cover it up. If we're not allowing the hair that is thriving on your hair to grow well, then there's no coverage, even if it will not grow back, you know? So I just like to get people started. Like, let's just start treating Open it, and even if everything grows except for that area, we have more hair to camouflage. Um, I do a lot of tree braids and a lot of, you know, hair integration of natural hair or human curly hair because curly hair is fantastic. You know what I mean? So depending on where the hair loss is happening, we do something to camouflage. Now that you can't really see it when you're walking in public. We give you products to treat it with. So you're going to put it on every morning in your spot. You know, you can get to it without taking a wig off and putting a wig back on and adding more traction. So we just, case by case basis, we try to figure out what really works for that individual. That makes a lot of sense. It does. I love what she's saying to me because, you know, like we were talking post COVID earlier, I've honestly seen like, TikTok videos where women are just like, oh, this is how I do my natural hair, but it's never in a positive light. It's like it takes too long, or they'll like do like a how to on TikTok and it's just, it doesn't come out the way they want to. So just right. having here, you're giving like all the ins and outs, you're giving like all the, the products, you know. I love right. that you're giving people hope, you know. Absolutely. That, yeah, you can't. I try to educate my clients, right? So I find a way that works for you. I let you know, this is what I used. This is how I did it. I teach them how to do it. It's not going to look like I did it when they do it, but it's a way to get through. They don't feel like, oh my God, I have to go to the salon. I had to go to the salon or my hair would just start falling out. You know, the beauty of natural hair is you can come and get it done. You can learn and then you can start taking care of it yourself and coming on like occasions where you have to go out and you want to look better and more, you know, or I can give you something that's going to last you four to six weeks. So you're okay in between you to think about it. And then you just come, we take care of you and then you go again. So. I like that. It's like you get the whole experience. You get the whole experience with it. Um, I have a controversial, a controversial question for you. Miss Madam C.J. Walker, was she the demise of black female hair or does she Absolutely. just not know any better? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely not. I think she came up in a time where it was really hard to be successful and black. And I think, you know, a lot there was a lot of controversy about who taught her and who did it before her and she stole from the lady or whatever. But even me in twenty twenty three, you know what I mean? I encounter a lot of women in this field and they leave and go on their own. I would I'd love for them to grow. You know, they are an example of the greatness that I poured into them and they turn around and pour it into someone else. You know what I mean? I think that the black hair industry is so huge and I think we've all been a little bamboozled by the big company because we are consumers and they're all attacking our own. You know, so I could imagine for her in a time where there was no social media or there was no way to really reach your audience, you know, they were the bigger brands and they could, you know, uh, market her, her thing, just like now, you know? So I think she worked with what she was giving. People wanted their hair to look, they wanted to pass. They needed to look a certain way to get ahead. And she provided a service. You know what I mean? And I think in the same way, people say, I'm like the Harriet Tubman. <laughs> I'm helping people be free of chemicals. You know, in the same way, I them over to freedom. You know what I mean? When you don't know what freedom looks like. You're like, oh my God, I'm not. I'm going to hold on to it. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. That is so fascinating. But you know what? You're right. She, it's funny you said that in a time where, you know, certain people were passing or whatever, it was a survival. Exactly. My first trainer here to actually survive, you know? Mm. So at the same time, though, she also put a lot of, you know, Black women in position to um, become entrepreneurs, you know, selling her products. So we have to commend her for that. Because it's too many of us who are like, you know, that and Adam Walker, she was the one. <laughs> that's a lot of positivity. So I like how you now in this day kind of, you know, bring yeah. it full circle. Absolutely. For sure. Miss Simone, <laughs> uh, for our viewers, would you be so kind as to tell them how or what, you know, what website to get your products so they can go ahead and get started on their natural hair journey? And then where can they follow you on socials? Okay, so my company name is Natural Trendsetters. We are Natural Trendsetters on all platforms. Um, and we're opening a new salon on the Cisdrunk area. So it's going to be NTSE and the NTS West. So it's going to be easier to get to from places in Palm Beach and Miami and West. Go to naturaltrendsetters.com or on uh, social media to figure out what's happening with that. The product line is my because their coils are royal. So myroyalcoils. Go read up on the products. You can order to purchase them. And the Coilture Freedom Festival is coming December 10th. We all got to be there. If you got your foot on the fence about going natural, you got to be there so we can really inspire you and let you see how amazing these things look with their natural hair. And uh, yeah, follow us on Coilture Freedom festival.com that's culture c-o-i-l-t-u-r-e freedom festival because it's about the coils our coils are royal hair rocks 
Yes, y'all. Simone is preaching to us about hair care, how to maintain your hair, leave those dangerous chemicals alone, let's transition to the natural state, um, let's embrace ourselves, and the fact that, you know, as Black people, we do have all different types of hair textures, let's embrace all of them, they're all beautiful. So I love what you're doing, keep up the good work, and I'm sure our viewers definitely appreciate your presence um, on the show today. Thank you. Love, love the name, uh, Miss Simone. <laughs> Y'all rock. Like she taught me a lot today. I learned a lot about castor oil. I didn't know, so I will pass that on. Else that I do know. <laughs> That's what's exactly right. Well, That's you so guys, there we have it. Now, before we end the show, make sure that you guys um, subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for watching. Um, and until next time. Your girl Mia J closing off with the beautiful Pamela Nicole. And until next time, this is Dr. Queen.